When was the last time you actually shit your pants? You would have been afraid you'd shit your pants, but it wouldn't have actually have happened. You have a mental disorder. Yeah, I know, but this isn't about me. This is about you. <laughs> We're here to talk about you. This is not your podcast, but this is my podcast. Welcome to another episode of Duty Calls with Doug Mann. I am Doug Mann. With me is Jack Dolgen. Hey, Jack. What's up? You're going about to hear a really special show, and they're all special and they're all important. But this was a this was a really big deal to me. What happened? Because uh, usually I won't talk about what you're about to hear, but this is important to me. Um, we released the show, and uh, a friend of Jack and myself, uh, Noah Chernin, who's a great guy, very funny guy, great musician, talented dude, lives in. Brooklyn is very close with the band Guster. Now, I grew up being a huge Guster fan. Still right. still love Guster, but being a, just a huge Guster fan, and uh, specifically of the drummer, Brian Rosenworcel, because I was a drummer. Right. So Noah hears the, the podcast, and he immediately sends it to the guys in Guster. And within five minutes of sending it to them, Brian from Guster is emailing me saying, I want to do the show. It's so instantaneous, and I am so excited, and he's like, I'm going to be in L.A., and can we get together and do this? And so I immediately tell Jack, and Jack's going to be away during the time that Brian can do it, but I got to do it. Yeah. So I figure out that I can do some kind of, uh, set up a kind of sound rig and go to his hotel and do it. Turns out, uh, not shockingly, I suck at recording sound. So what you're going to hear is a show that doesn't sound as good as the other shows, but bear with me because the show usually sounds great because Jack does it and he's competent. So that's one of the things. <laughs> the second thing is Brian says to me, uh, do you want to get dinner beforehand? I'm like, oh my God, this is it's insane. I'm going to get dinner with Brian from Guster. Like, yes, let's do it. And he suggests this place called Versailles, which is a Cuban restaurant that is so good in LA. Mm. I believe there's two locations. It's amazing. But it makes me – it hurts my stomach like bad. They, they, there's a ton of garlic and onion and everything, and I just can't eat there anymore. And I haven't eaten there in three years. But he says, do you want to go to Versailles? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I mean he could say, do you want to eat uh, another man's balls? And I'm going to say, sure, let's do it because I'm just so psyched. Right. And, he, and then he says on the phone, <laughs> he goes, I mean we all know that Versailles like hits you the next day. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Yes, it's, it's really hardcore. So I pick up Brian from Guster. I'm so excited to meet him. He could not be any cooler, any nicer. Uh, totally down-to-earth guy. We go to Versailles, have a great meal, talk for two hours about comedy, music, everything. It's like the little boy in me is just jumping around. We drive <laughs> back. We're going back to do the podcast in his hotel. It's probably a mile and a half, and I get a shit attack with Brian from Guster going back to his hotel to do a podcast about shit While attacks. While you in the car? While I was in the car. I got a shit attack. <laughs> And I had the moment of being like, am I going to make it? Did you say it out loud? Well, first I said it in my head. And then I realized we, we're on a really – I believe it's La Cienega and it was like during rush hour and it's moving slowly. And then I'm like, fuck, I don't know if I'm going to make it. So then I say it out loud to him and I'm like, Brian, I don't know, man. I got a shit. And he starts laughing. <laughs> And so it's kind of perfect because it's how oh it, it's kind of I live up to the hype, I guess. And he was like, oh, there's a pharmacy right there. We pull over into the pharmacy. I get out. Pharmacy is closed. So Brian's like, oh, I, I was like, I see a Starbucks across the street. But crossing the car across the street is a fucking nightmare. Right. So I'm like, all right, I, I'm going to go. I leave him with the keys to my Honda Civic. 
So I leave Brian from Guster in my two-door Honda Civic. Very trusting of you. Yeah, that guy could have taken it. <laughs> Try to cross the street in, in Los Angeles, which is a fucking nightmare. Uh, basically have to walk a quarter of a mile to get to a traffic light that I can cross at because right, it's such right. a big street. Go get into the Starbucks. This is the one Starbucks that has a, a push code that you need the code to get in. Oh, God. Yeah. How are you at this point? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm not great, but I'm okay. I can make it. And uh, I come back, and I, he's on his phone, and I'm just like, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. He's like, no, no problem. He's like, you don't think you could have made it? And I was like, I don't know. I was scared. And he was very fascinated by it. And he really, he tried to get at me with it like, you know, I think if you just just went for it, you'd be okay. And he's probably right. But did I really want to shit my pants There's the a chance night, you could have shit your pants. The night that I had to talk to him and then had to be like, drop him off and be like, sorry, can't do it. There's crap in my pants. Would you have still done the interview with shit if you had shit your pants? It's <sighs> a great question. I keep boxers in my car. So right. I guess it depends on the severity of it. If it got to and I have shorts in my car just for working out. So oh. I think I would have done it. Good. What's amazing about this podcast is what used to be very <laughs> shameful for me is now kind of giving me street cred almost. Uh, like, what kind of street cred? I don't know. But I, I, I what guess street I would, is it that um, you want to be on? It's more of a cul-de-sac, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's a very nice area. It's a nice place to retire. Just had awful stomach pains the whole night. But did talk to Brian, and it was so cool from so for so many different reasons you know so anyway if you've been listening to the show as always this show is unofficially sponsored by Charmin Charmin Ultra Soft when duty calls you call Charmin <laughs> once again if you have a great story you want me to read and maybe talk about on the show you got a public restroom anything like that email me at duty calls with Doug Man at gmail tweet at me at the Doug Man tweet at Jack Dolgen so excited for you guys to hear this interview with Brian Rosenworcel from Guster, uh, a childhood hero of mine, and now just a straight-up just cool guy. He's got a lot of great insights of what it's like to be on the road. Enjoy. All right, so, so Brian, I, uh, thanks for sitting down. And uh, I'm a big thinking? fan. Oh, thank you. Well... I'm a big fan as well. Brian is a touring drummer in a, the excellent band Guster. Has been how, many, how long have you guys been in the band? Uh, it's 20 years since we met in college and started playing. So. 20 years. Yeah. And you've been on the road basically some part of the year for that long, right? On and off. Yeah. I mean, the, we've been touring since we graduated, but um, we started touring in a bus in, in like 1998. So it's been almost 14 years where I've been on a bus and. The thing about touring on a bus is it's it's a great way to tour. There's um, a back lounge and twelve little bunks to sleep in, and there's a bathroom, but you can't poop in the bathroom. You can't. You can't, or you're not allowed to poop in the bathroom. You know, um, the tour buses are just not uh, made to handle it. You're allowed to pee. Um, pooping is against the rules. If you have to poop, you line it with a bag, which we call a, a bag of shame. Oh and my god! I've never actually used a bag of shame. So what? what ha- so when you have to poop, you're on the road. What happens? You you have to tell the driver. You're like, I gotta gotta go. Eh, not really. I mean, the driver. I mean, if it's an emergency, he'll he'll grunt and pull over at a gas station for you. But in general, you just hold it. Like you don't. There's 12 people sometimes on the bus, and if everyone 
pulls the bus over when they have to take a shit, then we wouldn't get anywhere. So that, that's you, my greatest fear, though. Yeah, I know. This I'm describing it's, it's, your worst nightmare. Because what happens is if I'm in a situation where people are depending on me and they're like, "We're all in this together," that's when I'm fucked. I mean, that's when it hits me. Just the thought of that is make, giving me gas pants right now. Like, yeah, the, we can take a break, and you can. No, I'm good. Okay, I'm good. Well, yeah, it it it's uh, you have to kind of condition yourself to uh, hold it. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, what you're afraid of is, is um, being in a situation where you're not allowed to poop and someone's telling you, you have to hold it, you can't poop now. Um, and that's pretty much 14 years of my life. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I, I don't know how you do that. I, I don't understand. I, I don't, Jesus Christ. It, it, you wake up in the morning. Yeah, you stumble, walk, walk you, me through a day. Okay. You wake walk up, me through a day of a touring band. You, you wake up in the morning, and if you're like me, you're kind of regular. You, you take your dump in the morning. Um, you stumble off the bus. So you, you, have a, you, you always go in the morning. I tend to get on a regular routine on the road where it's, it's morning poops, and that's, that's good. But you, you, the venue often isn't open for you to go in and like, you know, find the dark club bathroom to poop in. So you have to kind of wander around the streets and like see if you can sneak into a, a restaurant or coffee place. I mean, I had my first coffee in Seattle the other day because I had to order something to get the bathroom key and I had to poop real bad. You never had a coffee before? Yeah, that's a whole other story. I'm 38. I want to I hear that. Why have you never had coffee before? I just never thought I needed it. I see people and they like... They can't wake up. They can't talk to anyone until they have coffee in them. And I was like, I don't want to be like that. I don't Are you wanna... scared to be addicted to something like that? Yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared of being addicted in general. Things. To, to a lot of to things. Yeah, but the coffee was delicious. It tasted like coffee ice cream. So you had coffee ice cream before? <laughs> Did you know? Yeah, I like it. Did you know that they made coffee ice cream out of coffee? Oh. I guess I, in my mind I knew it, but I didn't think I'd like coffee as much as I did. But also after I drank it, I felt like there was something inside me. I felt different than I'd ever felt. Did you feel good? I felt good, but I gambled and lost like two hours later. Like literally had to change my underwear. Really? No, I really started. <laughs> Tell me about that. I mean, I, I, you, you just, I was, uh, where I, were you? I was uh, in Seattle at a breakfast with people and... I and thought I was letting out a fart, and you know, you, know, you know what it means to gamble and lose. Did did an actual piece of shit come out? Like, oh god, <laughs> <laughs> there was a. You agreed to come on the show. We got to know about this shit. There was something um, in my boxers to um, to, to tend to. <laughs> it was you know it was just a little wet spot, but um, I, as did you have to throw uh, the boxers away in the in the, in the bathroom? I should have. <laughs> you did? Well, as luck would have it, we actually, our next stop on the date was actually to go to this place in Seattle that sells bamboo underwear, um, where they, uh, uh, our friend's wife these. runs the place. And uh, we went there, and I got three new pairs of bamboo underwear, which are awesome, by the way. Wow. And, um, and that was that. They also had huggy wipes in the bathroom, so I, I was all set. Oh, well, I didn't even on, need the shower. On. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's my question, though, actually, because no, you skipped ahead. Because what, what really, I think, makes a man is what happens in between the shark and the, uh, the cleanup. So you were at breakfast, you sharted, and then did you go to the bathroom? Yes, check? I went to the bathroom. But you kept those pants on. You kept the underwear on? Let oh, me think right. about this. 
Yeah, well, I, I, I wiped up the underwear. I wiped up myself. I, uh, I pulled out my pants. We got in the car. It was an uncomfortable 10-minute ride to the boxer short facility where I, they had huggy wipes in the bathroom and brand-new bamboo underwear for me and a plastic bag for me to put the uh, soiled ones Cause into. Because you couldn't get rid of those. Well, we talked about whether I should throw them out. You talked about it? I talked about it with my bandmates. And, and they came out on the side of don't throw them out? No, they came out on the side of don't get that plastic bag anywhere near me. Is this a really nice pair of boxers? Is this is this your grandfather's boxers or? Is this, I mean, what? The, <laughs> the nicest, the nicest boxers are the ones that have been passed down from of generations, of course. Yeah, everyone knows <laughs> this has grandpa's balls on it, dad's <laughs> balls on it. Um, no, uh, generations it, of uh, Rosenworcels have have sharded in these boxers. The, they were they were a pair that I clearly wasn't willing to just part <laughs> with in a situation where I should have been willing to part with them. Oh wow. Um, Oh, jeez. But, you know, um, sharding is not, um, you know, I don't know if I want to blame the coffee for that. Um, yeah, I mean, what will... You gamble the, and lose once every was five the, years. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, that's probably good. About average. five? It's probably a good average. Don't say ten. No. It's five, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's five. five. Yeah, definitely not. You're totally normal. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, did the coffee do anything to your stomach? Because I can't drink coffee for that, and I love it. Um... I blame the coffee because that allows me to continue to lead a coffeeless existence, um, even though there's a part of me that secretly wants to drink coffee. Okay. So yeah, I won't be I won't be going back to that well anytime soon. But yeah, um, it it illustrates the whole thing started because I bought the cup because I needed to use the bathroom at the coffee place and I felt bad. Uh, asking for the key without buying anything. You felt so bad? every morning is an odyssey where you have to find a bathroom, and any bathroom will do. I mean, I, I've, oh, yeah. I shit in public toilets for, for a living oh, uh, yeah. half you of the year. You can pay money to shit. In, but basically, half of your job is shit. You're on the clock. It's what's asked of me from yeah. the people. Um, it's, yeah. It's, so it's a, a rock star. You know, Ryan, our singer, will do a bag of shame. No problem. He will line the toilet in the bathroom with a bag. Yeah, uh, and you know, I watched this Respect happen. I watched this happen. He, you take the bag, which is, you pass it around to your friends so they can feel that it's warm on the outside. Oh wow! Yeah, that happens. <laughs> and then Just to make sure it's real. And then I've watched him walk off the bus holding his bag of shame to deposit in the garbage. Yeah, yeah. But before he reaches the garbage, he's in. Approached by two fans who've been like hanging out oh near the tour bus that and wanted he's holding to, a bag of shit. Yeah, he's signing their poster with one hand and he's holding a bag of his own shit with the other hand. <laughs> I watched this when I was like, I'm never doing that. He should sign the bag of shit and be like, you know what? You want a piece of me? Here it is. Yeah. Another reality of living on the bus and touring is is porta potties. Uh, when you play festivals. They're the only option, even for the performers. Um, if you if you do your business in the morning, you have the advantage of having first crack at those things. And if you're the first one in, it's not so bad. They've been cleaned. A lot of what I hate about porta potties is you go in there and it's just it smells bad. It's hot. 
and you can look at other people's poop and you have to put yours on top of it. it <laughs> yeah, it's something bad about not hearing it hit the water, right. but hear, hearing poop hit <laughs> other poop. <laughs> yes, there's like that one second between, while it's airborne, it just feels like an eternity. Oh, God. Um, it's, like, it's like poop Jenga down there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like bungee jumping right before you hit the water. Yeah, and you know, I know people who will actually throw a bunch of paper down there so they don't get any splashback. Oh, this, I mean the splashback is the worst part. Um, God, it it, took some shrapnel in there. If you, uh, th- those they're just awful. There's yeah, not a lot right. of ventilation. It's hot. You want to get out of there as soon yeah. as possible. I remember, and I wrote a road journal about this. Being in one where for the first time ever I saw a mirror in there, like a oh yeah, like you want to spend, <laughs> like you want to spend more time in there Ooh, fixing. How am I looking right now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I gotta get back to this date. Like the goal is anything other than to get out of there as yeah. fast as possible yeah. without getting other people's excrement on you. You don't come out of a porta potty without looking like you had just witnessed just a brutal <laughs> rape or you were the one getting raped. So, so here's my story. Yeah, it actually doesn't even have to do with touring in the band. Um, I was actually on the way to my singer Ryan's wedding in Vermont. And uh, my wife and I were in the car and we had some extra time to kill. It was a beautiful day and there was a flea market on the side of the road um, in a big field uh, we pulled over and we're just kind of going around. I think I bought a keyboard and like an old toolbox. And while we're shopping, I have to go. And you know, there's and you're two, in the middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere, but there's two porta potties in the middle of the field. And I don't like to use porta potties, but um, you know, um, like you would do in that situation, that's your opportunity. You're going to do sure. it. Sure. Yeah, no other option. No other option. So uh, I go in the one on the left. And um, it's not pleasant in there. I'm, I'm not having the first crack at it. Um, <laughs> I start doing my business, and I hear someone jiggling the door. And, and you know, in that moment, you say, I'm in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in here. <laughs> You're always surprised when it happens as if you uh. think it's your, uh, what? I, what the? F-? You're always angry at the other person. Nice. Like, How dare they, they have Well, do they not knock? You I know, have a problem when people don't knock. That's I do have a problem with that. No, they didn't knock, but they kept jiggling, and then they started knocking, and then they started pounding. Well, did and you start getting? Did you respond each time? And then by the end, I was like, "I'm in here." Yeah. Like, what are you doing? And then, are you in mid shit at this point? Yeah. Well, I hadn't wiped or anything. Yeah. I mean, uh, and then the, just the the fist was just banging on it, and I'm like, "What?" Like. And then I feel the thing rocking. No, no, no. Yes, and it's like in a dream. Like, is this really happening? Like, all I want to know is who the hell is doing this and why? Is Mr. T outside here <laughs> just being like? And and uh, and it's are you? It, is it? Re- it's coming off like the sides. The You're, thing is being shook, and he's pounding on the door. Is he saying it, anything? It, is he and, saying anything? Well, I, mean, I think maybe it's my wife, but my wife would never. Ever. You think maybe it's your wife? <laughs> well, she's the only person I know just there. just fuck with you? No, she would never do that. I mean, that's why uh, I, I just had to know who this was. But so I, if they weren't saying anything, I just want to clarify for the people at home. No one, they, it was just knocking. No, there just, was no it, was, it was just jiggling the handle back and forth real hard, pounding on the door, and then shaking it. And I was like, this thing is going over. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be covered in poop. <laughs> They're going to tip this thing while I'm in it. And so I pull up my pants before I, I wiped, and I kick open the door, and I go, what the fuck? And I look, 
and standing there looking at me is a 70-year-old man. And he looks at me in the eye and he covers his face as if I'm going to hit him. Like, oh like to God. shield himself from the, the inevitable blows that were going to come from me. And I go, what, what are you doing? Why? And he goes, I'm sorry. I thought, I thought my friend went in there. And what? I immediately, I immediately took it down a notch and, had, and realized he was just trying to play a prank on his friend, but his friend went in the other one. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, fuck that guy. First of all, for, you were telling that story a little bit. I was like, he's an old man. He's senile. But fuck that guy. You don't do that. There were two, there were two porta-potties. There were two, and he made a crucial mistake. However, if I'm 70 and I still think that's funny and still have the energy I to almost tip great. my friend in a porta-potty, then, I'm, then that's pretty cool. Oh, my God. Not that I would even do that now. I would never do that now. I'm in my 30s. That is wild. Yeah, it was, um, it was, it was dark in there for a while. I thought I was going over. <laughs> you thought you were going to tip over in the middle of nowhere with just shit all over. Show up to your yeah, senior I mean, with. In that moment, there's nothing to do except just walk into the wedding. <laughs> yeah, and don't even explain it. Hey, what's up, guys? Good to see you. You look lovely. Ooh, what's that? Is that a 7 and 7? I'll get one of those myself. And, uh, ooh, what a nice day for nuptials. Have you ever had to poop on stage when you're doing a show, having a show? It's weird, because when you ask that question, I immediately go back to our CD release party for the album Parachute at TT the Bears in 1995. Please, let's go back, <laughs> let's go back there. No, there's not, a, there's not a lot to talk about, except that uh, there was a band on after us, and the whole show I just had terrible gas. And the band that put their drum kit on stage after me was like, what the hell happened? <laughs> it was still lingering? Yeah. Oh, it was, the whole club probably never recovered from Was that, that nerves or just? Oh, no. It's just having a Jewish stomach. Yeah, a Jewish stomach. I got the lactose intolerance. Yeah, you got that. You have that? I think I got everything. You probably have it. I'm just weak all over. My body was not made perfectly. The sum tubes were not put in the right place. You've got Jew tummy. Yeah, I got a Jewy tummy. I have a traumatic experience Please. from my childhood that just just got dredged oh, up. Good. This has been really good for me. This is good. I was at a Hartford Whalers game and I went to the bathroom by myself. I was probably like eight years old. You went I, to the bathroom by yourself at eight years old. And yeah, like, I think you know. It's a scary. It's, that's around the age when you start doing it. Yeah, and I didn't go to the urinal. Um, there was a line for the urinal, but there was an open stall. And I went in, and the seat was down, but it was just absolutely covered in piss. Just absolutely covered. Mm -hmm. And in that situation, you're not going to put your finger on it and flip it up. Oh, no. You're just going to try your best to aim and hit, hit the smaller hole. Right, just for the good of the people. The so that's people. what I did, and I, and I didn't contribute any piss to that toilet seat. I... I aimed and fired and did my thing, and I was eight, and I was going to go back to my seat where my dad was. And a guy walked into the stall after me. He was an older man. I think he was the same man that um, was hitting your porta <laughs> rocking my porta potty. He's been following He's you. <laughs> He's only he exists to He's, traumatize yep. me. He looked at me and he goes, "You pissed all over the seat, kid." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like. 
No, it was already like that. No, it was already like that. <laughs> it didn't matter what I said. He'd made up his mind. And oh, he was yelling at you? Amazing how those things stick with you. Holy shit. Is this therapy right now? This is therapy. All right. Wait, so did you go back? Did he, did you go back there and wipe other people? Or did you just leave? I just left. Wow. I had to deal with it. I had to piss him off. But yeah. that guy probably had to take a dump. Were you shook after that? Did oh, you, yeah. Did you get back to your seat? Were you like, I was, shaking? I was so upset. I did not. Did you tell your I, dad? Did, I would never do that to the. Did you tell see, your dad? No. Did you ever tell anyone that? I don't think I've ever told anyone that story. Are you being serious? Yeah, why would I tell that story? Well, I was once on the Urine Calls podcast. Oh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> why would you ever tell anyone this story? You should know more than anyone. Your wife's a therapist because you're you're kind of trembling a little bit, and that was that was an important thing that happened to you. Well, I just overcame something that has been you you're know welcome. an obstacle in my life, and now oh, now every day will be a little brighter. You just did that to make yourself look like the guy who. Uh, didn't just shit himself in Seattle if you and ever wore start, a dirty pair of drawers all day and didn't throw them out because they were the good pair that your grandpa used to wear. It wasn't all day. It was about 15 minutes max. There's no excuse for that. I'm sorry. I've done some bad things. Yeah, I've done some bad things. I should have thrown those out. I still should. They're still in the jacket pocket in a plastic bag. Are they really? Yes. They're unwashed still? Brian. Here's the deal. The cellist and violinist on tour with us were doing laundry the other day, and they were like, hey, Brian, do you have any laundry? We're doing a load. And I said, yeah, I do. <laughs> In that moment, I gave them a bunch of T-shirts and Everything jeans, and I wouldn't give them the plastic bag with the soiled underpants in. That's the right move. Yeah, no shit. You know what the right... <laughs> Are you giving yourself Duh. that's the right move? The right move is to throw them out or wash them when it happens, you still, they're still, sh- throw them out. Are, honestly, are we talking Hanes here? They're, they're Hanes. Have you had them for a long time? No, they're relatively new. Well, is it a cheap thing? No, I just hadn't thought about it. I'm going to go back and I'm gonna throw them out tonight. I, like, no question about it. But is, in the moment, I was like, well, these are still good. Been? Like three. For <laughs> <laughs> three days. For three days, see, you, this is amazing. You have trouble understanding how someone could shit in a bag in a bathroom when there's no other options. Yet, you have in your hotel room a, a pair of boxers with shit in them in a plastic bag. A pair of boxers that are worth probably around 2 to $3 at most. <laughs> at most. Had no sentimental value. You didn't get laid the first time with those boxers. You didn't meet Jimmy Page in those boxers. No. I don't even really like them. You don't even like them. But you have a bag of shitty drawers that you just can't let go of. And I, I need to get to the bottom of why that is. I don't... Why? And this is also... This is what's great about this is you know, on our podcast, if you've been listening to Duty Calls, Jim Wood's story is that he got shit, shit water all over his clothes, put him in a bag, and didn't touch him for months. Mushrooms. And mushrooms grew out of it. You want to see if mushrooms grow out of your fucking boxers? No, but I'll say this. They weren't, like, completely soiled. There was a little wet spot, <laughs> which I wiped up with toilet paper and then later rinsed in a sink and wiped with a huggy wipe. What's existing in my jacket pocket in a plastic bag is probably isn't, like, anything you'd want to use as a dinner napkin. However, <laughs> <laughs> however, it's probably salvageable. One wash, and they're probably good as new. Oh, Granted, salvageable. a three-pack... No more than $10. Oh, I can still save these boxers. Uh, oh, 
God. Jesus Christ. I know, I'm such a cheapskate. Oh, man. I mean, you went to a bamboo underwear place. Oh, you gotta try this stuff, man. What's this, what, let's tell our people what this bamboo underwear is. Where, where can they see it online? Is it a website? Yeah, it's called uh, Five Bamboo is the company, and it's uh, Bam Boxers. And Bam they boxers. cost $17 a pair, but... Yeah, those I see. If you ship them, you're you're keeping those. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, like honestly, they're so comfortable. As Adam says, Bam boxers are the difference between a good day and a great day. <laughs> are they Adam's like close friends who do it? Yeah, and and they're nice because they give us free bamboo underwear. Yeah, and you just have to wear them on stage and nothing else. Yeah, that's it. Man, well, this has been fun. Clearly, like. Having a microphone for the first time in a long time has done something to me. Um, and it remains to be seen whether I'm going to promote this. <laughs> oh, you're going to have to. You're going to have to. People are going to love it. People are going to love it. It makes you human. I feel really human. You are. You're really human. And you're crying a little bit. <laughs> All right. Well, Brian, thank you so much for doing this. Really, thank you. This is Thanks, Doug. What, you, a, I'm a big Guster fan. Everyone should know out there, I am a big Guster fan. I have been for a long, long time. No bullshit. This is a very cool thing for me, and I really appreciate it. Thanks, uh, Doug. What you're doing, what you're doing is is necessary. You're do, uh, duty calls is filling a void, a great void. You're helping a lot of people. <laughs> That was Brian Rosenworcel from Guster. That was my conversation with him. That was just awesome. It was a real, like, childhood fantasy kind of thing come true. And he was he's just the best. He's yeah, just, he's he, such a great guy. He's the coolest guy, one of the coolest guys I've ever met. He was really just so cool and could not be more supportive of this show. And once again, like, just furthering the, the idea that I had behind the show, which is just that, like, these poop stories... They kind of just bring everyone to the same level. We're all just eating, shitting, fucking creatures. Well, he's a hero of yours, and when you have a, a hero tell you a shit story, yeah, it's true. It's it really true. levels the field. It was just, it was just really awesome. So obviously, I mean, check out Guster if you haven't. They're 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 a great band. Subscribe to the show, leave a review, rate it. All those things really help us get the word around about the show. Tweet at me at the Doug Man. Tweet at Jack at Jack Dolgen. Email me at dutycallswithdougman at gmail. You know, and uh, I'll converse with you. I'll talk to you. Will you counsel someone through a shit attack? Oh, I will always counsel someone through a shit attack. I'll tell you, I I will walk you through it. I'm the person that you want to talk to. Like, with the people who guide people through trips. Right. I'm the person you talk to to guide you through shits. Well, I feel like they have those, like... Those, like, suicide hotlines. Yep. Like, Don't. someone's standing on a bridge and they're thinking about it. Yep. Like, if someone's, like, thinking about, like, they might shit their pants, maybe get in touch with you. Call me. Call me at any hour. Email me. I'll respond. It's like the bat symbol, but it's just a, just a log. Yes. <laughs> Until next time, hold it in. <laughs>